Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I'm just sitting here smiling in silence during the commercial break, thinking about how great this weekend was, how many great games, how many great moments. And I checked Twitter for, you know, all 20, 30 seconds. And I saw that clip of Joey Bosa spiking his helmet down. I was out on Brandon Staley like months ago, but the the look of him chasing around Joey Bosa's helmet and then picking it up for him, I can't get over it. As a head coach, you can't do that. You you can't, you're fired. I cannot employ you as my head coach when your all-star, your pro bowler, your guy, your edge rusher throws his helmet down and you run around like a, like, I don't even know, like an assistant to pick the helmet up and hand it back to him only to have him spike it again. You're out. You can't coach my team. That was Saturday night. We had two more games yesterday. We got another one tonight. So we're no doubt going to talk about what happened to the Packers rival, the Vikings yesterday, what it means for them, what it means for the North, what it means for the rest of the playoff picture. The super wild card weekend isn't even over yet. My name is Grant Bills. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. You can text and call the show 608-796-2558. Zach and Wisco. What's up, Zach? Welcome. What's going on, Grant? How are you this evening? I'm good because I just feel like I'm I'm bathing in content right now. There's so many different things that we can discuss. I just feel like a very rich man, and that's a good feeling as a sports talk radio host. You know, it it is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a parallel to some Packers teams of old with the Vikings of this year. Love it. So did you did you know, Grant, that the Minnesota Vikings this season ranked 31st in pass defense 31st second to last in the nfl in pass defense what does that sound like? that sounds like a 2016 green bay packers team doesn't it yeah it does it sounds like a couple they, they were sounds like a couple packers teams over the last decade yeah not not just 2016 yeah they were 20th 20th so bottom third when it comes to rushing defense they were they were bottom third when it comes to rush scoring defense. So teams ran the ball and scored the ball while running against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it, it the 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 number of parallels we could go from this Vikings team this year to Packers teams of the past is uncanny, and and to sit here and and I'm sorry, Vikings fans. Everybody saw it but you. No, Vikings. Because hey, hey, I know. Hey, hey, hey. Vikings fan. Look, every Vikings fan I talked to is like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they were well, waving the Super Bowl a, flag. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff going into going into the playoffs. Going, oh yeah, Vikings are gonna. I, I believe me. I have a lot of friends that are Vikings fans. All right. And it's ab- it was absolutely wild to see them spouting off before the weekend. And and it's like, well, just guys, just kind of calm down a little bit here. Yeah, I think you guys are missing this because everybody wanted to play against Minnesota. Everybody. I don't think there was a team in the playoffs that didn't want to play the Vikings at some point because I, I think everybody knew that they were kind of the paper tiger, right? I mean, this was the the 2012 Green Bay Packers, right? The they go fifteen and one, but they but they absolutely blew every everybody away on offense. But they couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't play defense to save their lives. And it was, I think, a lot of the same thing happened this time. Now, 
will will the Vikings hopefully uh, will, will for for Vikings fans will they hopefully you know see what the heck happened and retool that defense? Because well, uh, go ahead, what, what were you going to say? And it's like the Packers need to have that happen too, Grant. Well, what I what I'm really hoping for, just for the content and for the fan bases, if the what Packers got to keep Joe Barry. I really hope Kevin O'Connell keeps uh, at Donatel, and then and then we have this 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 bridging thing that connects us. It's not just the the bridges that cross the Saint Croix or the Mississippi. We can bond over the defensive coordinators that we can't stand. Imagine, wouldn't that be fun if they kept Donatel, we kept Barry, and we just agreed run it back? We can be miserable about our defensive coordinators together. Wouldn't that be nice? It, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Be wouldn't it be fun, Grant? I think it'd be. Wouldn't it be nice? Be I think it, I think it would be a hoot and a half. A hoot nanny. How about that? A hoot nanny. I love that. Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this, Zach, because I, I want to stay on the Vikings and talk about the Vikings. But one more thing before I let you go: Who's is Absolutely. it? The Eagles? Do we believe in in Ben Kenny's birds? Because I, I know when the teams go on by, we forget about them. It's like the Chiefs and the Eagles don't exist right now. I don't know if I saw anything during Super Wild Card. Believe that it's not going to be the Niners or the Eagles. The Giants were fun, but it's got to be one of those two teams, right? I, it 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 really depends uh, if if the if the uh, Eagles have a healthy Jalen Hurts. Yes, I think the Eagles. It's going to be the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. If Jalen Hurts isn't one hundred percent, I really think they'll fall to the Giants oh. next weekend. Oh, and and I know Ben Kenny's going to be after I you know after he hears this, but I, I very similar. This is this is the 2012 Giants. It, it, it's it's the parallels. Yeah. It's amazing how the storylines are so parallel from 2012. Yeah, you know when the yeah. when the Packers go 15 and one, they lose to in the divisional round to the Giants, who are the hot team at the time. And the Giants were the hot team going into the playoffs. I, I really think there's a lot of parallels here, and they could knock off the Eagles next weekend, Grant. Well, I'm not there with you, but maybe I can get there by the end of the week. I appreciate the call, Zach. Thanks for checking in. It had been too long. We'll talk to you later, Grant. Zach Thank you. in Wisco, our Maytag man on Twitter. I'm not there yet with you on the Giants because I think the Vikings' defense will make anybody look great, even Daniel Jones. And we got to have a Daniel Jones conversation. Look, Vikings fans, I, uh, I'm i not going to gloat today. I actually feel bad. And I tweeted yesterday at Wisco Grant, and I mean this. You guys deserved better than a season-ending check down on fourth and eight. No one's season should end that way. N- nobody, no team that's hosting a playoff game should end their season with a, with a check down on fourth and eight. That sucked. And Vikings fans, although we cheer for rival teams and, and although, you know, we are, are cut from different cloths, you deserve better than that. I, I feel for you, right? And if that play doesn't sum up Kirk Cousins and what it means to cheer for him and for the Vikings right now, I I was just too on the nose. I felt bad. I still feel bad about the way the game ended. I, I apologize. You deserve better. I don't feel bad about your defense. The Vikings defense couldn't stop a nosebleed and got cut up by a running quarterback <laughs> oh my 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 vikings fans join the club we've got jackets it's a great come on in sit down crack a beer welcome <laughs> how'd it feel how'd it feel okay 
Oh, you never you never been blown out in a playoff game by an opposing quarterback that really isn't that good but can run a little bit? Oh, you've never given up 400 yards in a playoff game? Try it sometime. It's really fun. We've done it a bunch in the last decade. Just a blast, a treat, a privilege. Okay? Some stats on the Vikings defense that I dug up today. Uh, sabermetrics, analytics, you know, next-gen stuff, if you will. I have uh, five tidbits here. Number one, the Vikings, you probably heard these, but I, I will reiterate to make my point. Vikings are the only team in Super Bowl era or in the Super Bowl era to complete 80% of their passes with no turnovers and no sacks and still lose. It's never been done before. Kirk Cousins is great. The offense is great. Another tidbit. The Vikings allowed 10 plus or allowed plays of 10 plus yards and or a first down 26 times. If you just want to talk about plays of 10 or more yards, they did that 23 times, which is still a lot. Another tidbit. Yesterday was the 10th game this season in which the Vikings defense has allowed 400 plus yards. I knew the Vikings defense was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. So mazel tov, Vikings fans. And lastly, the Vikings defense allowed 100 yards before contact and zero pressures. They got zero pressures and gave up 100 yards before contact. And that was in the first half. In the first half of this game, the Vikings defense allowed 100 yards before contact and pressured Daniel Jones zero times. Just some stats I dug up. Now, I, a bit of a statistician myself, if you will, a little, a little bit of a math magician, uh, this is courtesy. This is a stat courtesy of Grant Bills Mathematics. I cooked this up by myself, ran the numbers, uh, and this is how you know the Vikings defense is really bad. They made Daniel Jones look like Steve Young. I could not believe what I was watching yesterday. It just wasn't clicking. I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife. But if I did, I would have hid them both yesterday because you should have been hiding your wives, hiding your children because Daniel Jones was, I've never seen a man do that. Before. He looked like Steve Young. It was terrifying. And when did he get so muscular? When did his jawline become the jawline of a, he, he looks like a hero in a World War II action movie. That's what he looks like. Where did this guy come from? He looked like Steve Young. That's the only stat I need. That's how bad the Vikings defense was. And I picked the Vikings last week, and I told Eric on I-90, you're not going to lose to the Giants. Everyone's trendy pick is the Giants. Everyone's thinking the Giants are going to make some. No, 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 no. Vikings, you're better than that. Come on now. You're better than the, than the Giants. Now, I-, I knew the Vikings defense was bad. Look at Kirk was great. The offense was great. I didn't think Daniel Jones was capable of that. I didn't think Daniel Jones had that that top speed. I didn't think he had that gear. And the top gear is actual Steve Young, because that's who he looked like yesterday. 608-796-2558. Jeff in Chatfield says, who is comparing Daniel Jones to Eli Manning? Daniel Jones has played 42 full games. He's thrown for more than 300 yards four times twice in the last month against a terrible Vikings defense. I don't think Zach was comparing Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. I think he was comparing the trajectory of the 2011-2012 Vikings and their defensive line, which was unbelievable yesterday. Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. So Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, although they look similar, play a little bit differently. I hear where you're coming from, Jeff. Let's see. Rockin' Rick says still better uh, than the end zone fumble and a 98-yard return. Yeah, that's tough for the Bengals. That That's a tough way for your season to lose. That's a gut-wrenching way for your season to lose. I don't know what's worse. Aaron Rodgers uncorking a season-ending interception or Brett Favre uncorking a season-ending interception or Kirk Cousins dialing up a season-ending checkdown on fourth and eight. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Duck, I do not understand this text and therefore I will not read it because I 
I feel like there's a joke in there and it might not be appropriate for radio is sometimes, you know, you make jokes that aren't appropriate for radio and I'm, I have to sit here and moderate your content, but thank you for the text. 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's take a three minute break. Come back. Talk more Vikings, more Giants, more super wild card weekend next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope your week is off to a good start. It's a lot easier to start your week this time of year in the month of January when you're not coming off a catastrophic Packers playoff loss. I'm enjoying this week so far. I think a lot more than I would have if the Packers played yesterday. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna count my blessings. Yes, the Packers missed the playoffs. That sucked. But more and more I'm becoming okay with it. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. Dean and Lacrosse, who I know is one of our resident Vikings fans, is called in. What's up, Dean? Yeah, I think I need to take a uh page from your book as far as having the constitution to deal with a big loss. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Uh, not feeling too good. I think today is not just the start of the Vikings offseason. It's also the start of the Justin Jefferson holdout. Uh, I think that he's going to say the Vikings are losing half their roster to free agency here. And of those, guys like Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter are just relics of a <laughs> once-was organization. I'm surprised they didn't keep Anthony Barr but I don't think it's going to be another year with those guys sticking around. So there's going to be a lot of money, and uh, J.J. is certainly going to be worth it. So I don't know. I think the Vikings got the absolute most they possibly could have out of this roster. Yes. And um, yes. really, it's just I, I call a lot. I think the theme for my, my calls generally in baseball or in football is I don't like the Houston Astros, but the way they tore it all down and just sucked for a decade or so and just got all these pieces in place. I, I think that's the way that no team has really done it in the NFL. And, um, you know, it, it, the teams like the Browns who are willing to give up everything for a Deshaun Watson, you know, they've already given up their whole team, like the Rams and the Raiders and the whatever. And, it, yeah, I think the Vikings, they, they really need to tear it down at this point because they should not expect future performances based upon this year. <laughs> Do you think Justin Jefferson is going to hold out because of money or because he doesn't want to play on a team that's not good? What do you, what do you mean by that? No, I, I think money, well, it's just sort of he could not possibly have a better pedigree for getting an excellent extension than he did from this last year. Mm-hmm. And so his stock could never be higher. And um, I just think given the, the structure to these rookie contracts, they've got him for – a song and you know basically if there was an extension they'd still keep him on the books for another couple of years for nothing on the cap hit but then yeah. he'd be secured what he's worth going forward without the the risk of injury or whatever just his performance not being what it was this year you don't think so, the vikings um, will jump to pay him whatever i mean he's gonna get a lot of money but i it's only his first big deal it's not like he's on the wrong side of 30 or anything they should pay him right no true i i think well they've got a new gm that's one and you don't know what his his philosophy is so that's sure. a wild card I think they will pay him, perhaps overpay him. But my comment is is basically they could say, well, we're really in no rush. NFL contracts usually aren't more than four or five years. And so we've got him for two years here for very little. 
Um, I just think from his long-term standpoint, it makes sense to kind of get his. He might even be thinking, why don't I get a three-year extension, and then, you know, that's my forever money, but then I'll have another contract before I hit 30, you know. So not to necessarily say, okay, I need to get the huge Devontae money or something, but just to, you know, secure my interest. But from the Vikings standpoint, I'm just saying they're going to have a lot of money available and um, the time has come from JJ's perspective to say, who else is worth more than me right now? Um, oh, seriously. And he'd have a point there. Yeah. Oh, can I read you? Okay, so we got two minutes here. Can I read you a text from, I, I don't think, it's from GWP Dad. I don't think he's a Vikings fan. And we're talking about this Cousins Please. check down. Give me, give me your take on this. He says, people give Cousins flack due to the check down on fourth and eight. I can make an argument that the Vikings stood a better chance of getting a first down by taking the sure pass and hoping TJ can run over an undersized DB versus throwing up a prayer to Justin Jefferson. I just feel like throwing it up to Justin Jefferson is always the right play. What do you think about this? So two things. They never would have had that possession but for a drop by the Giants. So thank you for that possession. And so I'm grateful for whatever they got. But second, that's that's just his way the offensive line has well they, they had one big injury they got their garrett bradbury back but then that injury to o'neill um was huge especially considering Kevon thibodeau was the guy that was just wreaking havoc on the uh whole team all game so you know it's one of those things i i believe that it's it's fine to have that piece where like in madden you just every single time you do a, a hail mary to b and just press b and hope that he comes down with it or gets a penalty this isn't Madden. I think that that was the right play given the pressure coming down and the possibility of rumbling through it. Um, I don't know. It's just the only thing that would have would have surprised a Viking fan is a Super Bowl. So I need to be sure. the one to learn my constitution from you and just <laughs> come to grips with that fact. The case, you know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate. I was hoping we'd hear from you today, Dean, and I appreciate you calling in. And I don't know. I like talking oh. about the Vikings. They're an interesting team. Pray for me. I need it. Uh, all Vikings Nation, we'll see you soon. <laughs> I will. Yeah, Dean, have a good one. That's our friend Dean and lacrosse. I think throwing it up to Justin Jefferson worked pretty well for them throughout the year. I also think teams, as the year went on, just realized we're not going to let this guy beat us. Even if we have to dictate half or two-thirds of our secondary to his side of the field, we're going to do it. And if TJ Hawkinson eats us alive underneath, okay, we feel pretty good about our chances of going back and forth against Ed Donatel and his defense. And TJ Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins can get theirs, but if that's it, you know, we can work with that. And the Giants worked with it. I got a text here from Travis and Holman. He says, Dear Grant, which I love that you heard it that way. Who do we cheer for or who do we cheer for or against now that the Vikings are out? I don't know about you, but I'm going all in on Tom Brady. He deserves this tough year all around for the man. Uh, you're maybe not wrong about the tough year for Tom Brady. I don't know who I'm cheering for in the NFC. I'm actually pretty indifferent. I can see the Niners or the Eagles, right? I have one team that I got my eye on that I'd actually like to see go on a run. And I'll tell you who that team is coming up next. We got to take a break. We'll get an update from Zach. And I want to talk more about the NFL's super wild card weekend. And I will address it as the super wild card weekend. I don't know why they felt the, why they felt the, felt the need. Why can't I speak today? I don't know why the NFL felt the need to name it that, but I think it's really funny that they did, and therefore I'm going to call it by the name. Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk more about that, and I will tell you which team I'm actually cheering for. It might surprise you. Next on the Wisco Sports Show.
This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I got a text here from Travis in Holman. Travis, I'm sorry our Green Bay Packers did not win the Super Bowl this year, as you've said every time that you call. He says, dear, dear Grant, who do we cheer for or against now that the Vikings are out? I don't know about you, but I'm going all in on Tom Brady. He deserves this. Tough year all around for the man. Uh, you're right. He did have a tough year. I don't know that he deserves anything. He's won a pile of Super Bowls. I, I don't lose an ounce of sleep over Tom Brady. I don't cry over spilled milk, and I don't cry over Tom Brady divorcing his billionaire supermodel wife. Unless he signed a prenup, he stands to make money off of that transaction. Oh, Grant, it's not all about money. Yeah, you're right, but come on. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I'm going to cheer for the Cowboys, at least tonight. How about them, Cowboys? This Cowboys team is likable to me. It's not like the 2016 team where the media was just shoving Zeke Elliott down our throat and that dumb gif of him eating cereal with a with a big ladle. That was so dumb and gross. You're getting milk all over yourself. I, I like this Cowboys team. I like McCarthy. I like Dak. I like that they're led by their defense. And Tony Pollard, who I like way more than Zeke. I'm not going to cheer for an Ohio State back. Plus, I wasn't around in the 90s when the Packers were always getting their ass beat by the Niners. So I don't, I don't really have that gene in me to hate on the Cowboys. I typically cheer against the Cowboys. This year is a little bit of an outlier. This is the Wisco Sports Show. It's Grant Bills. I hope you had a great weekend. Super wild card weekend was indeed super. Probably going to talk a little bit more about the Vikings losing to the Giants. Maybe what that means for the Packers and the NFC North. Also, could the Chargers losing and blowing a 27-point lead teach us something about the Packers? I think it could. We'll get to that before 6 o'clock as well. First, let's get to Mike and Eau Claire. 608-796-2558. What's up, Mike? Hey, bro. Oh, I mean, dear Grant. Um, <laughs> I just... You know, after the Packers get stomped like that or beat, I have to stick my head in the sand for about a week and just kind of go away and let things happen because it just hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. But the Vikings losing makes me feel better. And I'm kind of back into it now. And I think, you think about who to root for. This Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant story is amazing. If this kid can take the 49ers, who I don't like, because not only do I have the girth of an elephant, I have the memory of one. Oh. And I can remember those years when the 49ers were just beating us. And I'm still mad about that Colin Kaepernick playoff game where he ran for a 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really a big 49ers fan, but I think I'd like to see that Mr. Relevant story. It'd be pretty cool. And also on the AFC, I got to kind of pull for the... The Bengals have never won the Super Bowl, but it would be kind of cool to see the Bengals go this year. I could, I guess you could say the same about the Bills. Yeah, the AFC, there's not really a bad choice. I, I'm not anti-Chiefs. I'm not really pro-Chiefs like I was a couple years ago when they won their first title with Andy Reid or their only title, I guess. But I could like the Bills. I would have liked the Chargers. I would like the Bengals. It really can't miss in the AFC for me. I guess I don't hate anyone in the NFC. The Niners have beaten the Packers a couple of times, but... I mean, whatever. They're a good team. What am I supposed to hold that against them that they beat up on the Packers? I can't. And, you know, if the Eagles win a Super Bowl, Ben Kenny will have something go his way. So that's not bad either. Yeah. Yeah, you got to kind of root for it for friends, too. I was just going to say, though, one thing I'm already tired of is I'm just kind of getting back in the 
looking at some Packer news, is there's so many questions about Aaron Rodgers. I wish we could just call a timeout and not hear anything about Aaron Rodgers until later in the season he's going to play or he's not going to play, and that's it. I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, greatest quarterback of all time, but I'm so tired of these long off-seasons. Is he here? Is he back? Is he gone? Just a little bit like his predecessor, but even worse. You know, I just wish that we could just get it done as soon as possible and move on. If he's out, he's out. If he's in, he's in. I don't know. I, I, I've never felt that way before, but that's what I'm pushing now. What do you think? Um, look, I don't think the Packers are in a great spot next year, no matter who their quarterback is, because of some of these contracts. I think they're split between two teams right now, Mike. They have a bunch of old guys, and then they have a bunch of young guys. So you got your Randall Cobbs, Mercedes Lewis, who's getting up there and, and other players kind of in that batch. And I know there's players that I'm forgetting. And then they got all the young guys who are just out of the draft and they're fighting for their first contract or fighting for their first real playoff moment. And I think it's hard to have a team with two groups of players who are kind of on two different schedules and who have two different lives, really, because half of them haven't gotten paid. Some of them are married with kids. They have a Super Bowl ring or they've experienced the playoffs. I think that's their biggest challenge next year. And whether Jordan Love starts or Aaron Rodgers starts, they need to rectify that. And they need some pass catchers, too. They need some more talent on offense. So I don't know that it matters, but I'm with you. Yeah, I would like to know sooner rather than later. But, I mean, I, I get how it is, too. It's a big decision, so we can give them a, a little time. You know, if you look if you look back at trending teams, right, I've done this, and I can't remember the statistics, but teams who end the season on victories. I mean, everybody ends the season on a loss. Mm-hmm. But whoever ends the season with, uh, like, the last six games wins five or, yeah. you know, six out of the last eight, they seem to do better next year. So that kind of votes for the Packers because they've kind of got things together. If they can remember that, and I I agree with you, we're kind of locked in between an old and a young team, but I'm very optimistic. And I'm just hoping that the Packers can, and can pick up a few good players, make some changes, and just hit them back next year. But I'm like this every year. I've been like this every year for 45 years. So, you know, it, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I just, I just want it, you know, just what I want. Yeah. So. Well, it's gotten you this far, so it can't be the worst strategy. Yeah, yeah I'm, I was okay yeah. with not dealing with the Packers' loss this weekend. I, I'm definitely enjoying my week probably more than I would have had the Packers played in San Francisco on Saturday. Yeah, they look pretty good. I just want to say that as, an, as a Packer fan, I'm very optimistic. But you know what? Good. My team has been relevant for the last 20 years. And I really love that relevancy yeah. because I went through, and I felt like an old guy, but I went through the 70s and 80s, and we weren't relevant. It was terrible. But, all right, well, you have a wonderful weekend coming up here in a couple days. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll have a great week, too, Mike. Hell, yeah, and I'm going to enjoy Monday Night Football tonight. Enjoy <laughs> Cowboys have Buccaneers. Have a good week before the weekend. Well, it's funny. I was thinking of a Sunday because the day's off. No, you're so, good. So, anyway. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's Mike in Eau Claire. He likes the relevancy. He likes the spotlight, and he also said he has the girth of an elephant. I'm, I, I think I know what he means by that, but also maybe he means something else. I don't know. Not going to investigate that. I forgot that today's a holiday. Radio is just working in radio is weird because you don't. I don't know. You don't like some holidays just don't apply. Like I'm not not going to come in and talk about. I'm not going to come talk about Super Wild Card Weekend today. And obviously the Bucks played early and it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, like I'm well aware. But yeah, I, I forgot that it was technically a holiday today. Mike mentioned some Packers optimistic things. 
Uh, I, I have some Packers things that I want to discuss about the future of the team and how they go about this offseason, but that can wait because let's talk to Dan and Broadhead first. 608-796-2558. What's up, Dan? Oh, you know, not too much, Grant. It's been quite a while since I called you, but uh, yeah. I am a man of my word, and uh, I think I owe you uh, some Pat's Blue Ribbon. Oh! Um, oh, well. I mean, I, I, I have plenty, but it is it is true. And it's wild that, I mean, I it's insane to me that the Bears won two of their first three games and then scored like 50 points against the Cowboys defense and still didn't manage to get above three wins. Was that wild as a Bears fan just like watching week after week? I mean, they, what, how many games did they lose to end the year? It was insane. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 10 in a row. Yeah. I don't know, 11 in a row. It, it You know, it, it was... I didn't think that they would lose by design, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I thought they would at least have six wins in them, but, you know, even the mayor over there in Orfordville told me that they wouldn't get four wins, and, and you told me that they would be the worst team in the NFL, and, and you were correct. Again, I didn't know it was going to be by design, and I didn't know they were going to, yeah. you know, fire sale their defense and then just give up on it. Yeah, what's it like watching uh, Roquan Smith ball out for the Ravens? I mean, it's not like they're winning extra games because of it. I mean, their defense is great. Probably don't make the playoffs without him. But it didn't get them over the hump against the Bengals last night. I, he just fits so well on the Ravens. He was such a great bear. Kind of stinks that he didn't fit their timeline. Because the Bears are always supposed to have that great middle and side linebacker. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? All I can say on that is that I'm actually very optimistic. And I, I'm hopeful that... You know, the hometown product in Badger uh, can step in um, and, and be that linebacker. Uh, you know, I, I hope he can. Roquan was a beast, no doubt. Led the league in tackles when we traded him. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he didn't fit the scheme. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, right now I'm, I'm dropping his name. Uh, the, the Badgers linebacker can fill in and uh, maybe he can make some of himself not being drafted. Yeah, Jack Sanborn. Right? Yeah. Sanborn. Yeah. Yes. Feels like years since I've watched a Bears game because the last couple of weeks they're just tanking. It's like, I don't even want to watch this. They're going to get Justin Fields hurt, and this whole season's really going to be a catastrophe then. That's how I felt. It's like, why are you even playing Fields? He's just out there taking shot after shot after shot. Yeah. I thought that. I thought he was trying to go for something himself, like trying to get the rushing record. But, the, you know, again, that would be selfish. That would be a, an Aaron Rodgers kind of thing to say i don't really care about the wins i just want another trophy or another award if that's a nice little shot <laughs> yeah i know what you mean yeah well it didn't work out for either one of our teams this year dan that's okay we can we can bust together yes yes and we will talk much more in the future um as hopefully the bears go in the opposite direction of green bay i love and that. start moving up the NFC. <laughs> I love it. As the Packers move down. I appreciate the call, Dan. It was nice to hear from you. Yeah, as always, Grant. That's Dan in Broadhead. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not going to cash in on bets that have been made on the air. I would have paid. I would have paid Dan. I would have paid Dan. But yeah, we had a bet about the Bears, about their season win total. And I'm pretty sure I told him, like, yeah, they'll. I don't know if I said they'll be the worst team in the league, but I said they're going under on their win total, which I don't remember what it was. Was it six, seven? Was it eight? I feel like it wasn't eight. They won two of their first three, and then that was that. Was that. Thanks for the call, Dan. 608-796-2558. Mike was preaching some optimism about the Packers. I, last week, when talking about what comes next for the Packers offseason, 
I said, forget about Aaron Rodgers for a sec. Because I think the things that ail the Packers, the issues that the Packers have, I think they're the same with or without Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback, right? Aaron Rodgers was not great in the last month of the year. He was good enough. He made a couple of great throws, but then he would make a couple of stinkers every game as well. So if they bring in Jordan Love, I don't know if the quarterback play is going to get much better. I don't think it'll get much worse. I think it'll be by and large mostly the same, maybe a little worse. The Packers still need to improve in all of these other ways. I said, Matt LaFleur's got to get his coaching staff right, okay? Because it worries me when he's saying, well, I want to keep Joe Barry because continuity is what wins in this league. Mm. Stability, sure. Uh, Consistency, sure. Continuity, not always. I I think in a lot of ways, the coaching staff should be treated as a, think of it as a university, right? Where you have all these different professors coming together, they're doing research, and, and they're studying under the same roof. And they're contributing to society and they're contributing to academia or whatever it is under the same roof, right? And they just happen to be housed. They come and they go, right? If a team needs somebody who specializes in this, they bring them in. If a university specializes in in whatever, they bring in a professor to match that. There's, there's minds being exchanged back and forth. I feel like a football team should be viewed in the same way, right? And if you have the same professors there for 50 years, that's fine, that's good, I guess. You can post that as a selling point. But things also start to get stale. I want new personalities. I want new ideas. And with Matt LaFleur's coaching staff, I get a little worried. That he says, well, Joe Barry's coming back. I want continuity. Yeah, continuity's fine. Stability's fine. But don't let things get stale. Now, last night, here's a Pete Doherty headline, PackersNews.com, on the availability of Mike LaFleur, who Matt LaFleur tried to hire a year ago. This is the headline. Green Bay Packers coach Matt LaFleur tried to hire his brother in 2019, but bringing him in now would potentially cause chemistry issues on his staff. Forget chemistry. This isn't a, this isn't a book club. This is a football team. Who can you bring in that has great ideas? Who can make the team better, even if they're only there for a year? If they're there for a year and then they go get a better job, great. Great. That means he was a good coach. I, I just chemistry and, and continuity. Man, go get good coaches. So many good coaches have left the Packers in the last couple of years. Brain drained to Denver with Hackett and Uten in Denver as well. And then, of course, Lucchetti in Chicago. Who's coming in? I don't want to not bring in coaches because it might upset chemistry. I don't know. I don't like that. Let's talk to Hector in Alaska, 608 796 2558. What's up, Hector? Is, uh, is, is uh, LaFleur going to bring his brother in like to date somebody? Like, what the hell do they need chemistry for? That's what that I'm doesn't saying. doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah. If you think he's a good coach, bring him in. If you don't think he's a good coach, fine. But don't but don't not bring him in for the sake of chemistry. What? Right. I did hear this morning, though, that um, his brother, Michael LaFleur, agreed to be uh, one of the coordinators for the 49ers next year. I thought it was the Rams. Hold on. Let me look it up. My, oh, the Rams. Yep. I, I know what's going to happen is he's going go to go to Los Angeles. And they're going to school him up, train him up. He's going to be a good contributor on that staff, and he's going to get a head coaching job pretty soon. Just watch. But the Packers can't do that. Right. God forbid we would upset chemistry or, or continuity or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, what's his name? K- or Sean McVay's going to come back, teach him how to be good. He's already good before, uh, with the Jets. I mean, there's something about that organization. It's not his fault that Mike, or that, uh, Mike White got pulled it's not his fault that zach wilson is a roller coaster of bs like none of that is his fault he's a good coach i think i wouldn't be surprised if uh, mcveigh coaches him up and then leaves to do his uh 
his broadcasting career and, you know, because he was already on the verge of doing it this year. So you never know. But I do agree with your previous caller. I, I am rooting for the Niners only because I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy. Um, I want to, uh, I hope they get him a jersey if that says Mr. Relevant on it because he sure has proven and I'm wrong for that. But um, I felt like a Packer fan again last night watching the play calling that was going on in that game. Who, 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 who does a quarterback sneak and, who, and brings their tight end and their running back in to push from behind and then the QB goes up top? Okay. Like, the, that doesn't make any sense, Grant. The point of the people coming in to push is so you can get low and they can push you over the edge. So You know what I'm saying? Hector, I'm so glad that we get a chance to talk to you today. This is something that the Wisco Sports Show can boast that very few sports shows can boast in the state of Wisconsin. We have a, a Ravens fan, a diehard Ravens fan who calls the show nearly every day. Hector, this is what I said earlier in the show, and I tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong. If I was a Ravens fan, and I'm not, but you are, if I was a Ravens fan, I would be sick because for the last two or three years... I feel like Harbaugh always makes the right decision. He's aggressive when you should be aggressive. Go for it. Go for two when you need to. Do all the sharp, smart little analytics things. They're good with contracts. They're good with trading picks for this guy and that guy. They're good at all the little things. And it still doesn't work out Mm -hmm. for him. They're they're still always one point short or one play away. How frustrating is that? Because I think your team is really smart and well-run, and it just seems like they get unlucky a lot. That is one of the few things that I've been able to hang my hat on because as the commissioner of a, a fantasy league, we have a couple of Rams fans, mostly Packer fans, uh, some Viking, a Vikings fan, and then like I think we have one guy's like a Cowboys fan or something like that. But I've always been able to hang my hat on the fact that the organization knows what the heck they're doing. And they, they, they prove that. They draft well. They, like you said, the trades they make, always great. Roquan Smith, love them. I already ordered a Roquan Smith jersey. Yep. I think he's a a great part of our team. And I heard you what you said before. It, it didn't help them over the Bengals, but the defense held their own. The defense did they what they were great. supposed to in the yep. offense. The offense screwed us over. There's no way that any other team with that kind of offense is giving the Bengals a run for their money in the playoffs. It was just all smart play calling. And then that one play where they ran it back, you could just see when the offense get, got back on the field and Snoop got under center that he just didn't have it anymore. Like, it just drained everything out of them. And it's just it, it's infuriating to the point where for a second yesterday, I was like, get rid of Harbaugh, get rid of Greg Roman, just clean shop and let's start this all over again. But they know what they're doing. It was a terrible way to end the season. But uh, if not, if anything has shown them that they need to give Lamar money his uh, Lamar his money, it was that game last night. Do you think they do, or do you think Lamar's played his last snap for your Ravens? I think that they will franchise tag him to buy a little bit of time, okay. and then go from there. You think he'll if play they, on the tag? If they take, um, I think they he will play on the tag if they draft him some more wide receivers. Sure, or they make a trade for somebody because that offense is not going to do anything with Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. Hey, hey Sammy, who played Watkins, their best Sammy Watkins was five years ago. Off last night. I don't know what you saw. He was throwing blocks he was. like nobody's business. 
Oh, he was. And and those dreads were coming out and whipping players, too, almost gave a couple concussions. Like, he was doing his job out there, but he needs to have more of a, a job as a wide receiver, not a blocker. That's why we bring yeah. all these tight ends in. Well, that's, also, why, that's why he fits the so Vikings, well in Green Bay. They don't expect wide receivers right. to catch the ball as long as they block. My, la- my last point about the Vikings game, everyone is talking about the check down. He barely had time to get the check so he wasn't going to be able to get it to Jefferson. And if you pay attention, the running back was fading to the opposite side of the field, straight with the line of scrimmage. They could have checked it down to the other side, and he had nothing but real estate in front of him. So it wasn't about throwing to Jefferson or Hawkinson. They needed to throw it down to Dalvin because if you look back at the play after it broke down and he was about to get hit, they have about... 10 to 15 yards of green space in front of the running back. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to talk more about this Vikings game, but Hector, before I let you go, thank you for calling in and offering your Ravens perspective because we can get it nowhere else. The show is is reliant on you, and I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Well, I got to contribute something since you contribute so much to my daily life. Oh, Hector. All right, I got to take a break. You have a bitchin' night. Thanks for the call. You as well. Hector in on Alaska. By the way, Central on Alaska... Girls play Thursday, boys play Friday. I try to get to a game. Central on Alaska. There's nothing quite like it. It's really like Ohio State, Michigan, except, you know, high school basketball. <laughs> Let's take a three minute break. Talk more Super Wild Card Weekend next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills, and I know you don't care, but I feel compelled to share this. I was just watching the end of the Jazz Timberwolves game. Walker Kessler is unbelievable, and I just wonder if the Wolves just stick and pick Walker Kessler, keep all their picks, keep all their players, not only are they better set up for the future, I think they're measurably better this year. And I know they've dealt with injuries, but Walker Kessler in this game 20 points, 21 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, only one turnover. <laughs> I Look, I guess the silver lining to Vikings fans is if you're a Wolves fan, I would feel worse about the Wolves. But if you're just a football fan, that doesn't help you. And if you're a fan of both, then that just makes you more miserable. So I guess I'm not helping. I'll shut up. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. You can call and text the show if you'd like. 608-796-2558. We just heard from Hector on Alaska, who's our resident Ravens fan. We're lucky enough to have one of those on the show. Let's talk to Dan in lacrosse next. 608-796-2558. What's up, Dan? Hey, you know, your show for Packer fans like me mm-hmm. is like therapy. And you know. Good. <laughs> it's like I love we that. get we get to hear we get to hear these other fans and you know. There's thirty two teams. Um only one fan base yeah. is going to be ecstatic, you know, and there's, there'll be another one and go, well, at least we made it to the Super Bowl, but everybody else is pissed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, I really think that if, if, yeah, if the Packers made the Super Bowl now and lost in a good game against the Chiefs, I think we'd be really sad, but I think there would be some solace in Aaron Rodgers making it back to a second one. I know that sounds like a loser yeah. mentality and the morning show guys would kill me for that, but I do think you get credit for getting there if you're Aaron Rodgers. 
right? Because I think that, yeah. that pads the legacy that that puts you on par with Favre. You made another one. You made it through the NFC. So I'm I'm with you though. Watching the playoffs this week, and my girlfriend's a Vikings fan, and she's like, she's all bummed. I was like, yeah, the playoffs kind of suck. <laughs> like most people aren't happy, and it's pretty miserable. Yeah, yeah. But it's like listening to your show, and then and then watching the games, you know, and then watching the losing teams. It, it's the best therapy for a football NFL football fan. This is what <laughs> that's out of it. <laughs> this is what sports radio is for: is we watch the games, and then it's not enough to just watch the games. We have to come together and talk about the games and share the experience. I can't imagine not doing this every night, Dan. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. I appreciate you, Dan. Have a good night. Yep, yep. That's Dan and Lacrosse six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight. I cannot believe how good the Vikings defense made Daniel Jones look yesterday. I'm still thinking about it. I don't understand it. I I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think Daniel Jones had that gear in him. I didn't think he could drive. I didn't think his car could drive that fast, so to speak. A couple of stats. I shared these back at 4:30. Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete 80% of their passes, no turnovers, no sacks, and still lose. They allowed plays of 10 or more yards and or a first down 26 different times. Yesterday was the 10th game this season in which the Vikings have allowed 400 plus yards. The Vikings defense allowed 100 yards before contact and got zero pressures on Daniel Jones in the first half. Look, look, Vikings fans, it's not that I don't listen to you. I do. I I do. I take all of your words very seriously. But all season, you're telling me, oh, our defense sucks. Our defense sucks. You know, this, that defense, and Donatel, fire Donatel. It's not that I wasn't listening to you. Maybe I wasn't taking your word seriously enough. I guess I wasn't aware of exactly how bad the defense is and how poorly they finished the season. Look, Joe Barry might be a knucklehead, but at least his defense plays their best ball at the right time. You could not say the same for Ed Donatel. I really hope the Vikings keep him. Not just because I don't want the Vikings to succeed. They're a Packers rival and a division rival. I want our fan bases to be able to bond over shared experience. That's what sports radio is all about. We, we bond over a shared experience. And wouldn't it be nice, to quote the Beach Boys, if Packers and Vikings fans could live in harmony, if for no other reason than distaste for their defensive coordinators, I think it would be fun, personally. Vikings fans, you probably disagree. I'm already stuck with Joe Barry. I would like the Vikings to be stuck with their guy as well. Let's go back to the phones. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Rico. Rico, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, I'm a little better today knowing that the Vikings lost and my team didn't lose. That makes me a little bit happier to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, purple's the perfect color for the Vikings, you know. Helps them choke. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, perfect color. I I feel like (laughs) Vikings fans were dreading this weekend a little bit. Like, I, I don't know. Zach and Wisco called, our Maytag man called in the first half of the show and was like, oh, Vikings fans were talking so much smack. I don't know that they were. I, I feel like nah. they kind of, I'm not going to say they expected to lose, but I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Vikings fans were delusional heading into this playoffs. Then again, I didn't think that Daniel Jones was going to beat him. That surprised even me. Right. Like all I could say, you know, all these years watching the NFC North or whatever you wanted to call it before it was that for all these it was years. the Central first, You right? know, you took the Central first, the North, the Central, you know, whatever. And, you know, just all these years, all these, these playoffs, and, you know, you, you, you get the Vikings fans always talking about, you know, oh, we're going to kick your butt this year. But then, you know, secretly in the back of their head, they're like, oh, God, they're going to beat us again. 
And it was like their Super Bowl, beating the Packers or making them, forcing the Packers either lower or out of the playoffs was their Super Bowl. So, I mean, let's just be honest. They haven't had a really good quarterback since, well, I guess, Warren Moon to Christian some extent, Ponder. but Fran Tarkenton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fran Tarkenton. Yep, right. Let's right. go Fran Tarkenton. Probably. Look, so. I, I think Packers fans and Vikings fans, we have more common ground than ever before. We both can't stand our defensive coordinators. Defenses stink, yep. right? We want both fired. And weirdly, we've been we've been kind of put on equal ground to where beating the other just makes us really happy. Where I think for years, Packers fans were focused on bigger things, the Vikings or whatever. This year, I think I think yesterday was a bit of Packers fans Super Bowl too. I think for the first time, the Packers have been knocked down a couple of pegs, so we're looking to Vikings losses to make us happy. And that's normally been the thing of Vikings fans, not us. Yeah, and you know what? Let's just go back to the last game that the Packers played against the Lions. I've been telling people since the first time they played them, I go, do not underestimate the Lions. They're hungry and they're on their way up. Yeah. And sure enough, look what they did. They kicked the dog snot out of us twice. Look, there's something or to be them. said for a team that's young and guys haven't got their first contract yet. They're not married. They don't have kids. You just get a little bit more snooze on the hot dog. You get a little bit more mustard on there from guys like that. Like, look at the Bucks. The Bucks all have gotten contracts. They've won a title. They've got paid. They got a family. They got kids. You just lose a little bit of your edge when you get to that point in life. And a team like Detroit, they're all young and they don't know what they don't know. Well said, Mr. Bro. Well said. And can I and can I say one more thing though? Can, let's please. get off the football just for a brief second. Yeah, please. For a brief do. second. Yeah. All right. What I. Swear to God, you know, listeners, listen to me for a second. This man constantly is incessantly going off on America's booth. He's too young to remember how much a pain in the butt that Joe Buck and uh, oh the, uh, former God. Dallas co- uh, and you know we did not get off. You're good, Troy Aikman. Oh, the, the entire no. country, no. the entire country, Saturday night did nothing but complain about Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. God, this sucks. This is terrible. People are get, coming around to Tony Romo now. They're complaining about Tony Romo. I get more right about America's booth with every passing week. What are you talking about? If not yeah. for any other reason than nope. all the other booths stink. Nope. Doesn't matter. I don't care. You can say they're as good as they want. They sold their soul to the devil, and they're evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's it. I thought, that's how I feel. Just my okay. personal subjective opinion. That's okay. Thank you, Rico, for the call. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome, brother. Hey, stay uh, stay out of trouble, and uh, maybe I'll see you in the next two weeks before I go on my epic train trip. Oh, heck yeah. Thank you. Please do. Yeah, Rico's been stopping by for – he's been our hardcore uh, participant, attendee, uh, at our at our Thursday night football parties at Lacrosse Beer House, Third and Pearl. So I appreciate you, Rico. And you don't call. You always tweet during the show. You hadn't called in in a while. I appreciate you. Hey, Joe Buck. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, okay? America's booth. We get it for America's team versus Tom Brady tonight. It's going to be great. I will give credit to Tariko and Collinsworth. I feel like the last month, especially the last two weeks, really good for Tariko. I feel like he's really finding his stride with Collinsworth, and Collinsworth is great, but I think it took some time for those two to get going, and Tariko's really seemingly found it. That booth feels big in a way that Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth did, and that's good. Can't say the same about the Fox boots. I don't dislike them, but they don't feel big. Tariko, for the first time all year, last couple weeks has been feeling big, and I'm really enjoying it. Let's take a break. Five minutes. We'll back. Talk about the super wild card weekend that was, including a pretty entertaining Vikings loss. I'm not trying to be bitter. I'm not trying to gloat, but it, it was fun. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. I hope your week is off to an excellent start. Packers fans, it's kind of nice to not have to be dragging today and thinking about the misery of a playoff loss. Sure, you know, no guts, no glory, no risk it, no biscuit. I suppose the Packers could have gone into San Francisco on Saturday and shocked the world. Probably was not due to happen. Look, if you are a Packers fan that struggled this weekend watching the playoffs, I sound like an infomercial. Let's do this again. Are you a Packers fan struggling to watch Super Wildcard Weekend? Are you sitting at home thinking, my team should be in this. They could contend in these games. If that's the way that you're feeling, and normally I do feel that way. For the last number of years, I have felt that way. This year, I don't feel that way. If that's how you feel, let me just remind you. The NFL season is very long. It doesn't feel like it because it goes by quickly. But it's very long. Right? I went to a Brewer game the same day that the Packers played the Vikings in week one. That's how long ago that was. For the Giants game, I went up north, up north, north of Highway 8, very close to north of Highway 2, for the record, and I camped that weekend. I slept outside. That's how long ago that was. The Packers had 17 games, 18 weeks to put it together, to figure it out. They started to figure it out a little bit, But at the end of the year, they still showed, that's not a team. They're not it. So if you're feeling any FOMO, fear of missing out on what the Packers missed out on, I don't don't think they missed out on anything, guys. We saw who they were. They told us all year who who they were. Listen. Listen to what your team was telling you. You'll feel better watching these games. You'll sleep better at night. The, the, The impacts in your life that you will have, immeasurable, incalculable, really. Let's let's talk to Eric on I-90. One of our resident Vikings fans. I'm glad that we're hearing from Vikings fans today. 608-796-2558. What's up, Eric? Disappointed. I heard your call this morning on Over the Line. It was very good, by the way. Disappointed. Disappointed. But not surprised. Yeah. Not, not surprised. I gotcha. Did I give you a sound effect, too, what it, what it sounded like yesterday? I'll give you one. <laughs> That's not, that's not safe. But yes, I heard it. It's the rumble stream. It was very good. I heard it this morning, too. It's well executed by you. Top tier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got to call and take my medicine, you know? Well. Um, it's, uh, I've been, I'm going to say this. Okay. That I will not be surprised if we see some major changes in Minnesota. What, if, in what in what way? Which be be specific? What what is changing? Um, I think Jerk, I, I think that this general manager now, if I if I sat in his shoes, he kind of was able to come in with a fairly decent roster, and I think that the coach got the most out of that roster that he could, especially the defense. I think our I think our defensive talent is really really bad. Well, you're old. You're old. Hey, Kendricks is old, and Zedaria Smith and is yeah. old. 
and uh, and uh, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Kendricks even. Kendricks has lost a step. Although he can still make a play, he's just they're just old and slow. Right, and I think they should trade Justin Jefferson. What, Eric? Yep. Why? Yep. The draft capital that they're going to get for him. So they can what? Use that draft capital to draft another Justin Jefferson, hopefully, ideally, because that's what they would try to do. No, you know, I I don't know if we've got the right the right formula. I think that it's I think it's offensive line, defensive line, young quarterbacks. Um, I think it's a young man's game. I really do. I just and I think that Justin Jefferson is young. He's a young man. A, a great a great wide receiver, but he hasn't proved that he's world class uh, year after year after year. Well, I haven't. And he's young. He hasn't had a nope, chance nope. to. He's only been in the league. What, that was his third year? All right. Well, okay, we'll keep Justin Jefferson then, but the rest have got to go. Well, I hear what you're saying. You're saying you got to get better in the trenches, the big uglies. That's what you're saying, right? I hear you. Right, right. Did you know, did you, I seen one graphic, and it had all their pictures, all their cartoon pictures of all the quarterbacks that were starting in the playoffs. Yep. There wasn't very many. There wasn't very many guys that were over twenty-five. Uh, Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, they're not. They're guys who aren't very expensive. They're all around twenty-five. Herbert and Burrow, I think, are twenty-six. Daniel Jones is twenty-five. So they're all Lawrence. I think is twenty-three. They're they're all younger, but more importantly, they're all inexpensive right now. Right. Right. So they were able to get some other players on their team. Yes. I don't know what to think, Grant. I'm all discombobulated. You know, it's, it's a bad day. It's a bad day. Well, what did, you, okay. what did you think in the moment it's yesterday okay. when you watched that game with your beautiful bride and, and the final score clicked and the, the timer hit zero? Well, what was your first thought in that moment? I can't say it because you'll have to beat me. Oh, and I don't want to have to uh, do that. So, um, I, I was kind of bored throughout the game, to tell you the truth. I was kind of bored. I kind of thought the whole time, we can't stop these guys. Yeah. We can't stop these guys at all. And I don't see any hope of doing that because we haven't been able to stop anybody. So, to me, it was, we, we would have needed that luck. And, it, and the luck thing started to pan out, right? He drops the ball. Roughing the guy the drops passer. the ball. We should have never yep. had that possession, right? Yep. And then you get the roughing the and, passer. And we get the roughing the passer, and but it just they don't know, uh, all the lucky charm marshmallows were gone. <laughs> I was at the bottom of my bowl of lucky charms, uh, and there wasn't any more marshmallows left. It's a bummer. And that was it. I, I will but, say, and I've said this a couple times, and I, I don't think you're on Twitter, but I, I tweeted this too. Vikings fans, although you're rivals and although we're bitter enemies, you deserved better than having your season ended on a on a checkdown. On fourth and eight, that sucked. It did. It did. It, it. You know, let's let's at least try to throw it past the six, or at least send Hawkinson past the six, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, the play should have been Hawkinson past the six. Yeah. Right. Or any. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just so Kirk. It was just so perfectly Kirk Cousins. I think that's why it hurt to watch is you're like, oh, there he is. It really was. There's Kirk. Right. And Kirk, 
you know, Kurt's a good quarterback. He's not. He's a good person. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's just, you know, it's just time to move on. I do. I, I believe it is. And last year I was like, well, you're the new manager, new head coach. You got a pretty decent, you know, let's, let's just go into your first year, have some success. And they did. They had some success. But now it's time to, to tear it all down. I think they got to tear the whole thing down and start over. And if that means Justin Jefferson gone, that's fine with me. And I, I, hey, I like the guy. I like the guy. I think he's a great. I think he's good. But if that means he's gone, too, so be it. All right. Well, so I, get be it. It. I, I get it. It's the day after a loss. Feeling emotional. Feeling like everything's on the table. That's how I always feel after my team gets bounced from the playoffs. So I'm with you. We'll talk more, and we'll start to discuss what comes next for the offseason. But i got to let you go because i got to take a break. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, talk to you later, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. It's one of our Vikings fans, Eric on I-90, who also had a great call to Overline this morning. I was lucky enough to be awake and, and listening. Eric called in, and then the next two callers called in to bitch about me and Ben Kenny. So that was <laughs> that was nice to hear. 7.15, turn on my radio. I barely got the sleep out of my eyes, and I'm catching strays on the morning show. What the hell? Whatever. Twitter, at Wisco Grant, 608-796-2558. Oh, okay. Hold on. Before we take a break. I got to take this call. Dean and lacrosse is called back, and I'm assuming it's a rebuttal to what Eric just said. What's up, Dean? No, rebuttal to earlier. So you asked me the question about the check down. So I I remembered I listened to Paul Allen on the radio, and they had a scout say that the Giants' defense was the worst in the league at the tight end screen. And they said, we're going to try that today. And there was one tight end screen that Thibodeau blew up. Yep. And then they were saying that this rookie corner kept sniffing it out and doing a good job in Hawkinson. I don't know if that was a tight end screen. However, that's what their scouting report said, and they made the adjustment, so good on them. But that was the Vikings' quote-unquote check-down strategy on that. So, you know, there was some reason behind it is all I'm saying, not that it feels any better to me. (laughs) No, and I got you, Dean, and I appreciate you calling in and and clarifying that. I I think probably throughout the course of the week and their game planning and thinking, like, in that moment, Kirk Cousins has to make a snap decision, and maybe, just maybe, while processing, he thinks, well, all week we were talking about the tight ends. That's a matchup that we got to exploit. Hawkinson's been cooking all day. All right, I'll give him a chance. Okay. You just got to understand, from our point of view, from 10,000 feet above or, from, you know, on our TVs, it's just a wet fart. This is a, this is a wet fart. The team going out with a whimper and not a bang. Rodgers would have gone out with a bang. He would have heaved that one Brett Favre style into triple coverage, which I appreciate. Weirdly, I somehow appreciate Aaron Rodgers throwing picks to end games. Where have we, where have we, to where have we gone as a Packers fan in the last three years? It's nuts. Eric is going through it the day after his team loses. They want to trade Justin Jefferson. He says it's on the table. Okay, we're all going nuts. Wisco Sports Show, we'll wrap it up in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. is Grant Bills. Last couple of minutes we have here. We got a bit of breaking news, and I want to make sure I have my facts right about the story, so I'm Googling a date as to when this actually happened. Okay, it was May 2021. 
So Travis Shaw, six minutes ago, tweeted this out. For the last eight years, I've been blessed to live out my childhood dreams of playing Major League Baseball. The dream that comes to an end today. Twelve years ago, being a ninth-round pick, I never could have imagined what this game provided me. This memories will last a lifetime. To everyone that made an impact on my career, the list is endlessly long. I will be forever indebted to you, yada, yada, yada. And the, the picture that he tweeted with this is a picture of him in a Brewers uniform. And I'm not often genuine in my tweets about the Brewers. They're mostly snarky and hypercritical. But I'm, I'm going to type and send a very wholesome tweet right now. And I want you to be a part of it. Okay. <clears throat> Quote tweet. And this is going out at Wisco Grant. So please go like and subscribe. Thank you, Travis. Genuinely. New paragraph. Your walk-off versus the Dodgers in May of 2021 is one of my favorite Brewers memories ever. You gave all the patrons at Dell's a reason to tie one on that night. And we did. Oh, and we did. Thank you, Travis, for all that you've done. Your walk-off versus the Dodgers in May of 2021. And you know what I'm going to say? Your extra innings walk-off, because it was. Extra innings walk-off. Or, or should I say your walk-off in extras? That's what I'll say. Your walk-off in extras versus the Dodgers in May of 2021. Again, I'm going to double check. That was May 1st. It was in the 11th. Oh. Your walk-off in 20 in extras versus the Dodgers in May of 2021 is one of my favorite Brewers memories ever. You gave all the patrons at Dell's a reason to tie one on that night. Oh, oh, oh and we did. Oh, oh, did we ever. There we go. Just tweeted at Wisco Grant. Tomorrow, we will react to Monday Night Football and certainly what is to be a fantastic performance from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman also known as America's Booth, and I look forward to taking that in tonight. Also, the Bucks won a nice game today. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. Nah, let's stick with football. More football tomorrow. Football, football, football. Let's go. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.